Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, uh, welcome back, everybody. It's 1234. Thank you to everybody who's taken time to text us, whether you agree or disagree uh, with our perspective on things. Uh, again, the show is called Oilers now. We are in the province of Alberta. Uh, there's a lot of uh, struggling Alberta-based companies out there trying to get back at, up and at them, just like there is everywhere else out there. We need to support uh, those companies. Uh, as we bring aboard our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. He worked uh, for the National Hockey League for a number of years with NHL Hockey on Rogers for a number of years. Uh, um, as well was one of the top executive producers and producers for Hockey Night in Canada back in the day. We welcome back to the show, John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. How was your weekend? It was fantastic. Are you kidding me? It was just glorious. It was well, one of those ones where you, you didn't even know you were in a pandemic. Uh, Jason Kenney has just tweeted out he's the Alberta uh, Premier. It is an obvious choice to bring the NHL to Edmonton. We look forward to welcoming the league and our players here to Alberta to take uh, in the beautiful province we have to offer. I find that interesting because I have some people telling me that the league's decision is already done, that the NHL is going to Vegas and Vancouver. Um and I'd like to know what you've heard in that regard. Has the NHL, do you think, made a final decision already on where they're going to go? Well, uh, I asked somebody this morning, and I said, are you going to make a decision this week? And they said, hope so. Now, whether that's they're going to make an announcement this week or a decision this week, I, I, I quite honestly, I think they have to be close to, to making a decision. Um, but uh, I, I also think they're very wary of what is going on, particularly in the United States, when it comes to... Uh, the uh, the spikes in a few of the states. So uh, do I think the final, final decision has been made? I do not, uh, but I think they're getting close. And, they, and as I was told, they hope to have the decision sometime this week. All right. Uh, Elliot Friedman was on the show Friday. And, of course, these situations are always fluid. And he spoke of fluidity in, during the course of the conversation. And he said, if you know, at one time I thought that, that – 
uh, the hub cities might both be in the U.S., and if you were to tell me today that the hub cities both might be in Canada, that might not surprise me. Is it a possibility, John Shannon, that we could see uh, two Canadian hub cities for the NHL? Yes. In fact, uh, somebody on talked to somebody on Friday, they would not rule out two. Uh, they would not rule out one. They would not rule out none, was the direct quote. <laughs> so uh, anything is still, uh, as, as of Friday, I believe anything was certainly possible. Um, I, I do think they still want to go one and one. Yep. One in Canada, one in the United States. But uh, nothing nothing will be ruled out as of this point. Again, it goes back to the ebbs and flows of what the pandemic and what the virus is doing. So I would handicap it. At, let's say if it's a one, if one Canadian team is a hub city, I would say that Vancouver would be at a forty percent chance. Edmonton might be at a thirty percent chance. Toronto at a thirty percent chance. What do you think of those uh, ranges? I, I honestly, Bob, I don't know. Okay. Um, you, you know the the uh, the issues that existed here in Toronto that the, that that were. Uh, two weeks ago or even a week ago the decline in in uh, covid cases here have have reduced uh, uh, quite a bit um, uh, there's obviously some desire w- w- the group we haven't heard from in all of this is the, and and they are directly involved is where do the players want to go uh, how it, do, do they want to go to Edmonton do they want to go to Vancouver do they want to go to Las Vegas and and or Toronto I mean that that becomes that to me, that's the one group that's going to have a, a big say in all of this. And I suspect that as the week goes on, the, the league is probably dealing with the Players Association on this and on many other issues and trying to make sure that they can get some sort of uh, consensus on the two cities. All right. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I, I mean, the answer is we just don't know, Bob. I mean, we just don't. And and I'm, I'm yeah. not even sure that the guys that are making the decisions know because of being, you know, what? I mean, I, if I would have told you a month ago, I would have told you that Tampa had a chance. Well, right. look what's happened in Florida now. Uh, you, you know, I mean, we, Los Angeles was on the short list, and there's concerns in California again a bit. So, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, <laughs> you're, you, you, as you said uh, with your discussion with, uh, with Elliot, it, it is very fluid. Uh, just and John, you mentioned those numbers in Ontario, and, and Ontario Ontario had 161 new cases today. People need to remember there's 14 million people in Ontario, uh, just three deaths. Like that's as low as Ontario has had for a couple months now. Quebec just 69 new cases today. I mean, uh, again, 8.4 million people in Quebec, so that's a big drop off in terms of the active ca- or the new cases in those two respective provinces two provinces by the way which have just unfortunately they've had the toughest go here i mean 95% of all covid related deaths in canada right now are in the provinces of ontario and quebec the icu totals in edmonton and vancouver both very low i know that's a concern with vegas like a lot of people thought 3 weeks ago john vegas 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 i already mentioned my man the chiseler who still lives down in vegas a former roommate of mine 900 new cases in the last two days in Las Vegas. Uh, well, has to be a l- let's face it. Vegas has opened up. Vegas yes. has opened up, and that's exactly what happens when when uh, uh, when uh, people go back to their try to go back to their day to day lives and 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 don't respect uh, social distancing, don't wear masks, don't wash their hands enough. I mean, it's it's a ton of things that. Uh, 
that will be the deciding factors about whether those numbers go up or go down. I went up to Jasper this weekend, John. We pulled into uh, the Jasper Park Lodge. The first thing they did is do a temperature test before yeah. he even got on the grounds. Uh, the, you know, all of the staff members had the masks on. Uh, people, for the most part, you know, it was probably 50-50, but a lot of people had the masks on. And then, obviously, once, once they went to their respective rooms or cabins or whatever, they made their own personal choices at that stage. Um, and I would say in, in the restaurants in, uh, in ja- by the way, Jasper has zero active cases as we speak. Uh, probably 35 to 40% of the people at the restaurants uh, were in uh, in mass. And it's, I think it's a far bigger issue in the States than it actually is in Canada. Let's, uh, let's switch focus. Let's unmask what's happening with the Hello, uh, Hall good, of Fame. Very with good, the, Bob. Yeah, uh, with the Hall of Fame vote. Um sure. What are your thoughts? So does it get announced on Wednesday, or does the vote take place? At, what's the timeline like for this? Uh, they will they will meet over two days, uh, tomorrow afternoon and then Wednesday morning, and the announcement will be around 2 o'clock Edmonton time on Wednesday. Uh, who do you think are the best bets to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Well, I think a uh, guy that grew up in Edmonton, Joe McGinley, has uh, got a very good chance to get in. I think that uh, Kevin Lowe, I, I think this might be Kevin's best opportunity to get into the Hall of Fame. I think it's, I mean, it's long overdue, in my opinion, has been long overdue uh, for a period of time that is embarrassing to what the Hall stands for because Kevin deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, and then I, I, you know, there's, I, I think Marion Hosa should get in. Uh, that and, and those. What about Theron Fleury? The, well, here's here's the interesting thing, Bob. Uh, it's not like baseball. You have to be nominated to get in. We will never hear who's nominated and who's not. I mean, there's it's one thing to be eligible. It's another thing to be nominated. Uh, and and the question then becomes is was Theron Flurry nominated? Uh, if he was, uh, then uh, there's going to be a lot of people that will want to see Flurry in in the Hall of Fame. So uh, from that perspective, I think that uh, we all have to we have we have to measure ourselves and saying, well, it's, you know, well he should be there. Well, he may not even be under consideration this year. Uh, and if anybody's outraged that he's not under consideration, then they should have nominated him. They should, there's a whole whole uh, protocol that regular people can go onto the Hall of Fame website and and create a a, a document that nominates people for the Hockey Hall of Fame in you know at a certain time frame during the during the year. And you have to wonder whether Theo Fleury's on that list. I'll tell you why I'd love, I mean, I, I think Kevin Lowe should be in the Hall of Fame. People know that if they listen to the show. Uh, Guy Carboneau got in last year. I know he won multiple Selkies, but the fact of the matter is he only ever played in one All-Star game. Kevin Lowe played in seven. Uh, Guy Carboneau won three cups. Kevin Lowe won six. So if, if you compare those two players, a defensive specialist as a center and then a two-way defenseman that was a leader on the Oilers and a six-time Stanley Cup champion, it's a compelling argument for Kevin Lowe. But how about this? the first three picks on the 1979 draft for you, John Shannon, for Barry Fraser and Glenn Sather? If Kevin Lowe gets in, Kevin Lowe, Mark Messier, Glenn Anderson. It's not too bad when your first year in the NHL, your first three picks end up becoming Hall of Fame players. Indeed. Uh, I mean, let's face it, uh, we we are going to look back at uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, of that vintage. 
uh, like the generation before us, look back to the Montreal Canadiens of the late 1950s. Um, so we, uh, listening to a podcast last week, Scotty Bowman, uh, you know, who was in the Hall of Fame himself, Scotty Bowman actually coached 42 Hall of Famers. That's one way to win Stanley Cups. Uh, and that's what Glenn Sather, who was in the Hall of Fame himself, Glenn Sather, when he, you were able to stand behind that roster on the bench and call out names and how many of those guys will be in the Hall of Fame. And let's face it, that's the one obstacle that the Oilers have always put in place, and I believe it's the right thing of not retiring the number four for Kevin, is because he's not in the Hall of Fame. They've created a rule with the Oilers. You have to be in the Hall of Fame to have your number retired. I think it's the right rule. I think it's a fair rule. And that way it makes it that much more special for Oiler and the Oiler players. So their top three picks, if Kevin Lowe gets in on Wednesday, uh, I'd have to check, but my guess is since 1979, I don't think any other team could say that. The greatest draft for many in professional sports history was the 1974 Pittsburgh Steelers, John. Lynn Swan went 21st. Kevin Lowe went 21st, but Lynn Swan went uh, 21st. Played nine years in the NFL, Hall of Famer. Jack Lambert went 46. Of course, great linebacker, hard-nosed, tough, Hall of Famer. John Stallworth, another wide receiver, was a fourth-round pick that year in the draft, Hall of Famer. And in the fifth round, Mike Webster, who uh, suffered significant uh, concussion issues and uh, was part of the the movie that uh, – was that Will Smith that was in that movie a number of years ago? That's right, yeah. Yeah, Mike Webster, yeah. the Hall of Fame yeah. center. So uh, there you go. Four and, Hall and, of- remember, and remember remember this, Bob. Kevin was drafted 21st because the Oilers weren't treated fairly by the National Hockey League as the four expansion teams or four teams that moved <laughs> over from the WHA, unlike expansion teams like Vegas, who got a high pick, and Seattle, who's going to get a high pick. Those four teams that came from the WHA did not get as high a pick as possible and so in many ways the Oilers lucked into getting Kevin at 21. I mentioned the other day John that the Edmonton Oilers protected Wayne Gretzky and Bent Gustafson (laughs) and uh, you know it's funny and I didn't I just let people draw their own conclusions and there's a certain percentage well there it all started then like the Oilers did not get to end up protecting a second skater now the other guy that they protected Wayne Gretzky he was about good enough for four but uh Ben Gustafson was a pretty good NHL second line center for a number of years for the Washington Capitals so you talk about not getting a top pick of the top end of the draft not getting uh, to protect one of the two players they you know Glenn Sather thought he could protect the Oilers were kind of and, and, you know, they were a little bit, and that's just kind of how it worked. And then there was the, you know, the Hockey Night in Canada sort of deal as well at that time. Sure. The, yep. Mols- the Molson pushback, our listeners probably don't know this, but the Montreal Canadiens initially did not support the Edmonton Oilers coming over from the WHA along with the Winnipeg Jets. And suddenly, Molson had some challenges selling product in Manitoba and in Alberta. And I think history's actually proven, John, that Albertans tended to forgive and forget a little bit more quickly than people in Manitoba based on the numbers historically beer-wise. But some interesting little storylines there, aren't there, John? Oh, there sure are. I mean, that was, to me, I, I was very fortunate. My career had already started, and to, to be a, a front-row witness uh, to the four teams coming, uh, to be around the franchises, to be around the people uh, at that period of time, John Ferguson in in Winnipeg and uh, uh, Marcelo Boo and, and uh, Maurice Billion in Quebec City and then obviously 
Larry Gordon and uh, and Glenn in, in Edmonton. It was a it was a fascinating time. It truly was the wild wild west when it came to the WHA joining the NHL. Yeah, no question about it. We're joined right now by John Shannon. You mentioned Jerome McGinley, and uh, I know the show's called Oilers now, but we always tip our hat to guys that are class A. Edmonton boy. Edmonton boy. Come on. Hey. My point is, you don't have to hate the Flames if you're a listener of the Oilers now. You can respect a guy like Jerome McGinley, just like you could respect the two Sedins out in Vancouver. You don't have to like the Canucks, but you can respect the Sedins. And we all know the 2011 Canucks were not the most likable team. Jerome's a little bit different because of the type of game. Like, to me, it's a slam dunk he gets in, don't you think? Uh, I, I guess, yeah. It is. I, and I think that the one thing that put him over the top was his role in 2010 in Vancouver at the Olympics. I think that's an important measure. Uh, and I, I'm a little different in my Hall of Fame voting. I do not vote for the Hall of Fame, but I, I have a different, a little bit different philosophy, I think, than most of the, the 17 or 18 that are on the panel. Uh, this is such a team sport and so important that I think championships of some level are really valuable to a t- player's success. Stanley Cups to me, which is why I think one of the reasons, the biggest reason Kevin should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I think we've, we've added the Olympic gold medals to that list. Uh, that becomes, uh, that becomes the, the key thing. And I think Jerome's role uh, there and in, uh, and in, uh, in uh, Salt Lake City as well, I think that that's a, a, a big part of, of what we're talking about. For instance, where do you put Daniel Alfredson? We know Alfredson has a chance to get in this year. And, and, and Alfredson never won a championship in the NHL, but he did win Olympic gold in 2006 with Sweden. And where does where does Alfredson fit into the Hall of Fame balloting? Good point. Valid point. People in Ottawa would tell you that he should probably well, be in just for having to put up with uh, Eugene Melnick twice. Once as a player and then later <laughs> as, a, as a manager. I'm not sure he did put up with them the second time. So. <laughs> yeah, he kind of cut that one a little bit short. Uh, John, as always, uh, appreciate it. Uh, by Wednesday at this time, will we know? Wednesday at around uh, 3.30 Eastern? Do you think we'll know at that stage? Yeah, I, I think, I think we'll, we'll be very close to uh, the final uh, verdict. And hopefully we'll have it when we can uh, rehash it and hopefully congratulate Kevin Lowe. All right, uh, great stuff. That is John Shannon, our NHL insider. Thank you, John. Right, We're going to take a yep, you bet. We're going to take a quick timeout. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Does Kevin Lowe deserve to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? And again, Guy Carboneau got in last year. He uh, Carboneau was once an All Star, won three Stanley Cups, won the Selkie a number of times. Kevin Lowe, a six time Stanley Cup champion, a seven time All Star during the course of his career. And what about Jerome McGinley? To me, Jerome McGinley is a slam dunk to be in the uh, Hall of Fame. In fact, I'll even take it one step further. The split vote on the heart in 2002 when Jose Theodore didn't even end up being the first team all-star in goal. Patrick Waugh got that. That is one of the great mysteries. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply of all time. I've never really understood how that all shook down. We'll take a three-minute timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. 
Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right, we're going to blast through about seven texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, this one comes to us from the Chisler listening online. We podcast every show, and you can listen at 630chat.com as well. Bob, not sure if I'm qualified to listen to the show, but as your main contact in Vegas and now, admittedly, former roommate, it's truly not a beautiful city uh, in Edmonton. Let's establish that. It's an awesome city in Edmonton. I'm also considering retracting my push towards Vegas as a hub city. Uh, cases continuing to increase on the COVID front. Uh, and the Chisler says both Iggy and Kevin Lowe should be in. Jared says, he texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Kevin Lowe was a slam dunk. His jersey should be in the rafters also. All five cups. He was a part of the Oiler teams that had success in the late 90s, too. Uh, or text coming in. Iggy deserves to be in, and Kevin Lowe uh, is over a decade overdue to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Six Stanley Cups. I don't know about his role at the Rangers, but he was a big part of all five here in Edmonton. Positive Perry says, Bob, Kevin Lowe is long overdue to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Murphus says, Bob, I think there should be a tough guy section in the Hall of Fame. Players like Dave Semenko and Dave Brown would be candidates. These type of players made a huge impact in their team's success. Marfus adds, yes, Kevin Lowe should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Former defenseman Mark is going to wrap it up here. Is John Shannon kidding me when he paused Jerome McGinley being in the Hockey Hall of Fame? It's not even close. Of course he should be in the Hall. Look at his numbers. If Dave Andrichuk is in, doesn't everybody get in? Uh, Kevin Lowe was a great Edmonton Oiler. His seven all-star appearances were a product of his drive, but also because of the team he played on. I believe he should be in the hall because he brought uh, it in so many different categories in terms of his contribution to the game and all those areas. Uh, It's not necessarily because he was the greatest defenseman. And former defenseman Mark says he was an underappreciated player and an underappreciated general manager. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. I lied. We're going to go to one more. L.A. Dan says, Kevin Lowe should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. The Oilers should set up a wall of fame, and that should be inducted as uh, when you first go in. He was the first Oilers ever draft. He scored their first ever goal. He was a leader, a captain, a coach, a GM, and now an Oilers vice chair. He's the ultimate Oiler, and he belongs in the Hall of Fame. That one comes to us from L.A. Dan. It is 12.58 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, a man who was drafted on this date in 1991 and a man who will be running the Oilers draft whenever it happens. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.